Good morning and welcome to Coffee Break with Riverside County Child Support Services. My name is Nathan Hartel, Deputy Director, and with me this morning is... My name is Bruce Wagner. I'm the Chief Attorney here at the Department of Child Support Services. And this is our inaugural podcast to let the public know about the Department of Child Support Services. That's right, Bruce. So this is episode one, where we take our coffee break this morning to share some information with our public, our audience, about the services that we provide in the hopes of providing education, uh, informative topics of discussion. We're going to cover a variety of things in our episodes, uh, including uh, what it's like to be in court, the court experience, a legal corner, um, something that we're looking forward to called the hot seat, where we take some challenging questions from the public. And this morning, we'll be getting into our first topic, which is facts versus myths of child support. And there are plenty of those, aren't there, Nathan? There absolutely are. And one of the reasons that we wanted to do this topic to kick off our podcast uh, experience here is because there are a lot of misunderstandings about what child support services does, who we are. That stems from some of our history and a lot of other things. But that's why we're starting with this particular topic. I think it's a good topic. I think this is going to really help our listening audience understand a little bit more about who we are. So let's let's get started. Absolutely. Uh, first, fact versus myth. Does the Department of Child Support Services help only mothers? That is a myth. Uh, in fact. Child support services provide services equally to both mother and father. And what's great about it is it does not matter what role the mother and father has. So when you have a child support case, you could be a mother who has the children with them. And typically that's what people think of. You know, they think of that kind of family structure where the mom has the kids in her home, child support cases opened up against uh, a father. Uh, I don't even like that, that term against a father, yes. you know, but both parents are our customers equally, and those roles can flip-flop. Dads have the kids in open cases to receive our support and our help. Regardless of who has to pay the child support and who receives the child support, we're here to help everybody. That's the point. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's a, that's a really important one to dispel. Um, it really starts there, right? We don't want any customer out there thinking, you know, those services that child support provides are for someone else, but not me. Yes. Our services are for any, any parent, regardless of uh, their role. Exactly. So, uh, myth number one, expelled. Expelled. Let's go on <laughs> to fact or myth number two. All right. If you have a job, or if you, let's say you don't have a job, mm -hmm. and, or you lose your job, does that mean you don't have to pay child support until you find work again? It does not mean that. So uh, st saying that I don't have a job, therefore I don't have to pay child support, that's a, that's a myth. The fact is um, we can only charge what is court ordered, number one. So child support services in Riverside County is not independently deciding what any person has to pay in child support. But things do happen, right? You may have a job at the time that your court order was put into place. You may lose that job. Your hours might get cut. Uh, you may have overtime, and then that stops. So those real-life circumstances happen, and I know, Bruce, that you have experience dealing with customers and uh, even in our, our legal world of, of child support with those situations. But the obligation and the responsibility to pay that support doesn't stop automatically just because you've lost your job, for example. The real myth is that the Department of Child Support Services has control over court orders, and the Department of Child Support Absolutely. Services does not. When there's a change of circumstances, such as a loss of job, a change in income, the order 
for child support has to be addressed through the court. Now, we can facilitate that here at the Department of Child Support Services without parents having to actually go into court, but the Department of Child Support Services has to enforce court orders, whatever they say, even if there was a change of circumstances. So the important thing here is, if there is a change of circumstances, let us know and we can help with the change in the court order. I would add that the other important thing is communicate with the department. So if you are the parent ordered to pay child support and it's your circumstances that have changed, don't be afraid to contact us. Get on the phone, go to our website, riversidechildsupport.com, call us, talk to us, send us a, a message and we can provide what options are available in those, those times. So that leads into another fact versus myth. Can the parents determine what the amount of child support is? In certain situations, parents do have the ability to have more say in what amount of support will be paid. It gets a little bit complicated in the sense that um, if you are receiving welfare, you have less opportunity to be engaged in, in that process and decide if you want to pay less or more. Um, but Bruce, is there a, a formula, is there a calculation that is used to even come up with how much support should be paid before you even get to the question of whether or not parents can, can make that decision? That there is. The state of California has a statute on the books that determines what is called guideline child support should be for families. Now, that doesn't mean that two parents can't agree on an amount other than what that guideline child support amount says, but it's important that they understand what it says. Now, you brought up uh, a parent being on public assistance. In those cases, the law does say we have to go with that guideline child support amount. But if there is no public assistance, if the county of Riverside is not involved um, by providing um, uh, financial help to a needy parent, then yes, they can decide on the amount of child support that is appropriate for their children. Okay. We are seeing yet again the importance of communicating with the department. Absolutely. So when I say the department, Riverside County Child Support Services, the importance of talking to us, sharing information about those circumstances, asking the questions, am I one of those folks that can say I want to pay less or more than what that guideline amount is. So we're talking about how much I have to pay. We've moved a little bit along in the process of the child support world to who we provide services to, the reality that circumstances change in people's lives and what someone is experiencing in the process might change over time. The truth that people do have to pay child support, it's ordered by the court, there's a guideline amount. What happens then if I don't pay. One fact versus myth. Is this a, a fact or a myth, uh, Bruce? If I just stop paying, there's no consequences. No, nothing will happen to me at all. I can just not pay. I'll get back to it when, when I'm able to. That is a myth. If okay. you stop paying child support and you're ordered by the court to pay that child support, that brings into a, a possible contempt of court, mm -hmm. not abiding by a court order. Remember, child support is court order. So, Yes, there are consequences. The law does provide for certain penalties if you do not pay your child, if you're ordered to pay child support and you do not pay that child support. Now, the, the, 
the consequences range from uh, we just want to help you get back on track with your uh, child support order to at the very extreme, yes, jail time. Now, I'm just going to tell you, you're making me a little nervous. Contempt, consequences, penalties, um, these are words that can be kind of scary. Yes. You're one of our customers. You're out there listening to that. What I don't want is I don't want customers to hear that and to panic and to think to myself, I stopped paying. Now I can't contact child support services because they just talked about all these consequences and these penalties. And maybe, maybe some folks are even going way back in time and remembering when child support services was run by the district attorney, a really heavy-handed approach. They're afraid of going to jail. So you, you've said some things that may bring those thoughts up, those yes. concerns and those worries. How can we put our customers at ease Recognizing that there are consequences, it is a responsibility and an obligation, but there's another side to it as well, isn't Absolutely, there, Bruce? Yeah, and it goes back to letting us know what's going on. If circumstances change, you lose a job, whatever the circumstances, if you cannot pay your child support, it's very important that you contact the Department of Child Support Services. We want to be involved to help. We don't want to be involved at the point where we have to file something in court and, and bring a non-paying parent into court, which, which tends not to really do much good for anybody in the family. Right. I can tell you from my own experience, I have been a child support caseworker in my career with child support services. And my first response to a customer who has stopped paying, regardless of the reason, is not to immediately start talking to them about the consequences. My first reaction, my response to them is to say, what can we do to help you get back on track? So that really is the message that we want our customers, our audience who's hearing this to remember. Don't be afraid. Remember that there's options. Remember that, remember that there are things that we can do to help them. Call us. Um, again, communication is really, really important. So are there positives about the income withholding experience for a customer? Can that actually be a, a good thing for someone? There are positives. Uh, the biggest positive and what I have heard from our customers is they like the idea of not having to worry about hmm. sending in their child support payment, whether it's going to be late or not sent in on uh, to the, the correct person, the correct agency. So a lot of, a lot of parents really like this, this wage garnishment, this income withholding order idea not only for the, the paying parent, who doesn't have to worry about the payments being made timely, but for the receiving parent, the parent who receives the child support, they can, they can depend on this payment coming in, which is a big relief. You know when your bills are due, you know when your child support payment is coming in. So it's really something that's good for everybody. That does sound good, and you mentioned the parent receiving the support. A little bit of a different perspective most of what we've been saying this morning has been talking about from the perspective of the parent who is paying the support. You mentioned the consistency of the payment going to the what we call a custodial parent, the person that has the children in their home most of the time. So here's something I've heard a lot in my career. Is this a fact or a myth? Because money, is, my child support is coming out of the other parent's paycheck, I can count on, without fail, 100% of the time, that money to be direct deposited to me on a regular schedule. I don't have to worry about it. It's always going to be there. Is that a fact or a myth? As long as the employer continues to send in those payments as that employer is required to do, I would say 99% of the time, yes. 
But if a, an employer, we are at the mercy of employers, but our employers by and large are really good. They work, we work well with our employers. But in the rare instance where an employer does not send in the, the child support payment or something happens with the employment, the child support is not guaranteed. The child support is based on the paying parent making those payments to the Department of Child Support Services. And if that is not done, there is, there is no backup with the exception of, of possibly asking the County of Riverside for some financial assistance. Okay. What's good to know, again, regardless of what side you're on, the parent paying or the parent receiving is, it sounds like there's a lot of options. And we've covered a variety of myths, a variety of facts, kind of going back to the beginning. Mothers, fathers, we are here to provide services to both. It is an absolute myth that we only provide services to mothers. We know that circumstances change in people's lives. We know that if you lose a job, that doesn't mean that you should stop making an effort to pay. You should contact our office and see what you can do. Maybe there's some small amount of payments that you can put toward your child support on your own. We know that court orders are set by the court, not by child support services. However, the role and the responsibility of the parents, how much they can agree or disagree on, on how much to pay, depends on different circumstances. So they want to ask questions. So we've, we've covered all that. And we know that we have information to share with those that are receiving the support. And when they stop getting money, for example, they want to pick up the phone, they want to call us, riversidechildsupport.com. They can also contact us at 866-901-3212. So Bruce, can you think of anything else related to myths and facts that may not be exhaustive? Is there anything else in this first episode that, that you want to cover that maybe we haven't touched on yet? Well, let me throw one, one last question regarding fact versus myth out to you. Is it fact versus myth that the Department of Child Support Services is here to help families? That is a fact. Absolute fact. That is an absolute fact. That is what we are here to do. So regardless of what anybody might think, our hope for this podcast is that people would hear us talking and they would have an experience that matches up with what we're describing. Because we really are here to help. So come in our doors, pick up the phone, go to our website. Uh, we can absolutely help every one of our customers. So Nathan, this has been a good coffee break. I've really enjoyed sitting down with you and talking about what we do here at the Department of Child Support Services. And I'm looking forward to our next podcast, which should be coming out shortly. I do too. And my coffee cup is now empty. So is mine. Coffee break is over. It's been a pleasure talking to you and to our audience. We'll see you next time. Okay, back to work. Thanks. Thank you.